Sam, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Nice meal, bottle of wine? Flowers, chocolates and uh, settling for Slavia Prague against Genk, Jack. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way and neither would Rach. Rank Squad, we're back. It's BR Football Ranks. It's the fastest growing football podcast on earth. It's the only place sorting the football world into the order that it deserves to be in. The relentlessly rolling ranking rondo, football's finest fellas set to sort sense into the soccer sphere. My name is Jack Collins and I'll be your host today, serving up the silver platters of knowledge from our twin turbo engines. Firstly, a man with the finest career built on rumours since Fleetwood Mac, it's Sir Scoop, Dean Jones. You should be a rapper, mate. And as ever, it's a man who needed no help picking a baseball team, the New York Rankies. It's Lord of the Lists, Sam Ty. Hello, Jack. <laughs> Hello, Sam. <laughs> Later on today, we're going to be joined by a man fitting for this Valentine's week. Love Island finalist, presenter, host, famous sporting face and all-round football good guy, Josh Denzel, is going to be in the building talking about footballers who just need their own slot on primetime television, amongst various other bits and bobs. We got roulette, we got nonsense rankings. What are we waiting for? Let's get on with it. Dean, do you want to start us off with hot takes? What have you got for us this I week? I would love to, Jack, yeah, because um, Aaron Ramsey is joining Juventus. And that is amazing for him. It's very good news for Juve. It's very bad news for Arsenal because he's one of their best players. They now need to go out and replace Aaron Ramsey. Not going to be easy to do, but I've spoken to some people around the club, good sources about how they're going to try and do that. There's two people that they're kind of arrowing in on ahead of the summer market to see what they can do. One is Eva Benega from Sevilla. He's the one really seen as a replacement uh, for Aaron Ramsey. The other, Christopher Nkunku from PSG. Not so much seems a like-for-like replacement there, but someone for the future, somebody you would have remembered they tried to get through the door in January, didn't go through with it. Arsenal got themselves a complete mess in terms of their wage bill. Shout out to Meza Ozil. Um, and they, knew, they now need to find people that can fit into their limited pay structure. Benega is somebody they believe could do that. They're still trying to figure out exactly how they will make that deal work. But I'm told it's something they are working on and they think that that's a good plan for them. Sam, does that seem reasonable to you as replacements go? Look, Benega's one of the better creators, I think, creative midfielders in Europe. Um, he's got his history with Unai Emery, having played for Sevilla under under Unai Emery, and he's still there. He also shone at the World Cup for Argentina. He was the one midfielder I think they had which showed a bit of creative nous and ability to get their foot on the ball, get their head up and start picking out passes. He very often comes out quite high on the key pass charts for games that he's played in because he does have an eye for a pass. He does have that vision. He's just not a long-term strategy because he's getting on a bit. This is not a long-term plan. I'm not yeah, saying he's ancient, no. but this is definitely not something you can say. I don't oh, think yeah, Arsenal can plan long-term at the moment, can they? They've got they've got to look one season at a time at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, quite, quite like it. As you referenced the wage bill um, and with, with Aaron Ramsey leaving, they, they've, got to, they've got to find someone. What are they co- doing? They should have just given him the money. I know they, they've got this wage structure, but get rid of someone else. Find a buyer for Mesut Ozil. Do something, but... Losing Aaron Ramsey, he's just such a big part of their team. Well, he hasn't been a very big part of their team this season. He's been almost phased out as a result they're trying of that. to learn how they might come to grips with this. Denis Suarez has come in on loan from Barcelona. There was talk of making that deal permanent. Is that an option for them in a more kind of long-term capacity? I think it's a club v manager situation, to be honest. They're in Emery once in certain figures. The club are looking at other strategies. Suarez was obviously available on loan with view to a, 
to buy. So that's why that one ended up happening. Um, Emery's got his plans, and obviously Benega is, is one of those um, that he wants through the door. I think it's a bit of a power battle going on at Arsenal at the moment, and Emery has really got to come through it um, with things going his way because already you're starting to see the tide turn. Echoes of Chelsea and Sarri there, isn't there? Because uh, Unai Emery taking in Denis Suarez, worked with him before. Eva Benega wants to work with him, having worked with him before. Club V manager. And then you've got Chelsea, Sarri, Jorginho, Higuain, not in full control of the transfers. It's an interesting one. Both London clubs under the cosh a little bit there. All right. Well, Sam, what's your hot take for this week? So my hot take is, uh, after years and years of chasing him, Real Madrid might not actually need Eden Hazard, and they certainly don't need to break the bank for Eden Hazard any longer. Big uh, didn't think I'd really, we'd ever really get to this position. The Hazard transfer has felt inevitable for so long. Yeah. He has felt like the next Galactico. I'm not saying don't go out and get him, but if Chelsea turn around this summer and say, oh yeah, it's going to cost you 150 million quid, you have to almost double your, your transfer record as a club. I think Real Madrid to say no. And there's one simple reason for that. It's because Vinicius Junior is developing into such a good player. That left wing slot looks like it's going to be locked down for the next 10 years. He is, he is a future Galactico. He's already shining. This past week, he's played against Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. He's coped with the pressure. He's coped with the atmosphere. And he's excelled in both games. There's so much to be excited about with Vinicius. And when you have a player that talented in that position... Is the right is the right move to go out and sign someone for maybe eighty million, ninety million, hundred million quid who plays in the same position? Weirdly, that's what Chelsea would do in the <laughs> exact same situation. So it does feel a little bit weird. But look, considering before Christmas, Real Madrid were in dire straits. It, it yep. was really bad. That's turned around. And and how much of a, an impact has Vinicius had in this kind of Real Madrid resurgence that we've seen recently? Yeah, huge impact. He he and a lot of the the younger players that you wouldn't necessarily have expected him to turn to. De- Dean said a couple of weeks ago on this very podcast, Solari came through as a manager of Castilla, the Real Madrid youth team. He's turned to the youth players that he had interaction with to actually turn this ship around. And Real Madrid's recent form, mostly wins, I think six, six wins out of seven heading into the Champions League week. Very, very impressive. You look at players like Isco has been sidelined and it's actually Vinicius Junior who is taking centre stage and, and really shining alongside Benzema rather than the guys you'd expect. Dean, you know, Sam said there that Real Madrid shouldn't break the bank for Hazard. Do we know how much Chelsea would be looking for for their key man? Yeah, they want more than £100 million if he goes and they're going to struggle to get that because of the, the terms of his contract that are left. The issue really as well, from what, on the back of what Sam's saying, is who leaves Real Madrid in order for Hazard to come in because Gareth Bale seems the obvious one but from what I'm told from people in Madrid Florentino Perez sees that Hazard and Bale would both be in the same squad well you can't really have Vinicius Bale Hazard Lucas Vasquez Benzema Asensio they don't fit so something has to give in order for Hazard to land listen Hazard wants to go there don't make any mistake about that he wants to leave Chelsea there's a reason he hasn't committed to that contract it's because his dream is to join Real Madrid he's waiting for them to make contact that contact just hasn't come yet but if it does he's packing his bags and he's going talking of Chelsea yesterday we put up a poll on Twitter to pick the last hot take, whatever my hot take would be. We, we took all the questions off Instagram, off Twitter, which you can get involved with using the hashtag BRFootballRanks or replying to any of our stories on Instagram. We picked the two best questions and we put them up on Twitter as a poll for you to vote for. The two options this week were, one, should Chelsea sack or stick with Maurizio Sarri? And the other was, who was more likely to become an AC Milan legend, Piontek or Paqueta, after we spoke so glowingly of them both in in our transfer podcast 
Maurizio Sarri won this vote by 59% to 41. Ooh, that means that Piontek and Paqueta are going to roll over to next week in the poll. If you want to get involved, make sure you're getting over at Twitter. I'm at Jack J. Collins. It gets retweeted off the BR Football account on a Monday. We then take that poll and we take the option that gets chosen and we have it on a Tuesday. So make sure you're getting involved. So... Should Chelsea sack or stick with Maurizio Sarri? You two absolutely horrible questions to answer. So sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't there. Look, Maurizio Sarri is having a tough time at Chelsea. Let's let's make no bones about it. And it's not working out in the way that he would have wanted it to. Weirdly, we thought it would take a lot of time for the Chelsea squad to adapt to the system. And then it would, you know, eventually work out. It's kind of played out the other way. They seem to take to it like ducks to water. They really, really did start well under, under Sarri. And suddenly it's all fallen away and things seem to be going south at Chelsea. There are lots of reasons for this, but let's not overreact based on the fact that they lost to Manchester City, who, one, are in the form of their lives, and two, are managed by probably the greatest coach on earth. You they know, lost 4-0 to Bournemouth as well. They did, yeah, but that's the second greatest coach. No, I'm joking. And <laughs> so it's, but look, they, they're not having a good patch. Things aren't going well at Chelsea. There's a lot of talk of, of players thinking that they're being over-tactically coached and not being able to understand it. But at the same time, in the greater context of things, Chelsea have no vision, no plan and no drive. They don't know what they want to be. So they're bringing a coach like Sarri, who is a project coach. He needs a couple of years to get into a system and, and teach the players exactly what it is they need to do in order for us to see the kind of football that was played at Napoli and that football we'll all agree was absolutely exhilarating at its best it was almost unplayable it went toe-to-toe with Man City over two games in the Champions League absolutely and and came out fighting and I think that on the whole that it was a a really good and useful system that needed time to adapt actually his first season at Napoli wasn't particularly good it took a little little bit of time for it to to adjust and, and to make things happen but when it did and when it did click those things were absolutely spectacular and Chelsea will become a, co- a club that if they just sack another coach who's coming in who wants that job and goes oh I'll do that for I'll a year you. before I get sacked I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen don't say Gus Hiddink I'm not Look, Chelsea Sarri is the wrong man for Chelsea Football Club he doesn't they're not a patient club they don't wait for people he should go and take, wait till Pochettino leaves Tottenham and go into a project like that and actually build something Chelsea this is not going to work they might as well get rid of him tomorrow they might have already got rid of him by the time people are listening to this podcast if Chelsea are going to be this short-sighted, which they probably will be, bring in Frank Lampard. Yeah. Go down that route because you can look at what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done at Man United, quickly gone in, changed the whole vibe. If they're just looking for togetherness and for people to play the Chelsea way for everyone what to be... What is the Chelsea way? Chelsea through and through. Frank, Terry, get Petacek back involved. He's retiring. That's the route they're going to have to go down because if, they don't, if they're not willing to wait for somebody like Sarri to make his mark then they're going to have to go to somebody like Frank Lampard and say, listen, Frank, come in, do a job for us. And he's going to find it very hard to say no to that. I think that I think they should wait for Sarri to, to make his mark. And I think they should back him. It's interesting what you say, Jack, about starting fast and then stagnating. Because a couple of years ago, Paco Ayastaran, the Liverpool coach that worked with Rafa Benitez in the Champions League winning season, he wrote an article for The Independent, which talked about how to coach players and the stages they go through. And he said there's an initial rush where everybody accepts and understands the ideas and there's an immediate benefit on the pitch. And then the second phase is a stagnation or maybe even a step back where you need to change up your training methods to keep things fresh. Obviously, Chelsea are in stage two right now. The stage three, by the way, is basically perfection. Pep Guardiola went through this. Jurgen Klopp went through it to an extent. There were some rough results in that first half season for him. 
This is kind of normal, okay? We're talking about a team who have become too settled in the training methods that they're trying to take on board. You talk about players complaining about being given too many tactical instructions. If they sack Sarri and bring in another coach, they're just going to be given a load more tactical instructions. They're going to try and change systems halfway through. They might even try and transition from high possession to low block or something like that. They might go from Sarri to Conte and back towards the other way. It could be even more confusing. Yeah. Just, just, just back him for a little bit longer at least ride it out to the end of the season because I, I appreciate it's a leap Sarri is not Pep Guardiola Sarri does not have the legacy or, or the achievements that Pep Guardiola does but look at the football he produced with Empoli and Napoli and you can't tell me that you wouldn't look forward to that and you've got to give it at least a year well I think that's pretty much it for this week's hot takes thank you very much remember you can get your questions in using the hashtag BRFootballRanks and on Instagram make sure you're on Twitter for the poll to decide what next week's hot take is After the break, we're going to be joined by Josh Denzel to talk about what footballers would be best on primetime TV. Welcome back to BR Football Ranks, where we're delighted to be joined by a new member of the Rank Squad. Josh Denzel is in the building. Josh, absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Do you want to give a flyby introduction to the fans, to the squad, and what you're going to be ranking for us today? I'm going to be ranking the top three players that would be great on some sort of reality TV program. I yeah. like it. Do you want the names? I want you to introduce yourself. I want you to give a, you know, give a lowdown to the, to the squad. Hype yourself up. Hype right, myself up. Yeah. Well, um, I, well, previous to my second life on Love Island, I was a uh, sports presenter, content creator. I used to uh, knock about my phone in my hand and go and interview uh, my favourite athletes and famous people on red carpets, etc. And, was basically living living my dream and I don't know how somehow I've managed to make it into a job um, and through that and through posting Instagram pictures of me in LA when I was really on my sofa at home uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went I uh, got picked to go on uh, on Love Island and then after that it's kind of been a, a bit of a mad run and um, I've kind of been carrying on doing the, the sports presenting stuff working with you know the F1 Premier League Sky Nike got my own Fashion label, which is was for yeah. own fashion. Terrible uh, life then, both. Terrible, terrible times. Yeah, it's been awful <laughs> since. Yeah, wish I could go back. Well, that's <laughs> it. Like a foot in both camps for you. One, one world. Uh, one foot in the TV world. One foot in the sports world. We thought you were the perfect man to, no, to be no doubt. talking about what what would be good on a reality TV show. So I mean, when you're ready, man, I'll start with number three. Yeah, we'll, start uh, with number three. We'll see how we go. From start there. with number three. I think Samir Nasri. Samir Nasri. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you have to expand. I think if you put Samir Nasri in, in like a, a Big Brother style situation. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? <laughs> like, what is going to happen? Like, where was he for that year and a half when he was just out of football? I was going to say, he spent so much time not playing football. He could have done whatever he wanted, really. Yeah, what was going on with Maybe he old... was. Maybe this Maybe is the answer. Was. He was in, like, Cambodian Big exactly, Brother or yeah. something. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, what, what was he doing with the old drip doctors? Who knows? You know what I mean? Who's, who, could, who could he potentially be yeah, his causing trouble with? probably be inner doctors, shouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, his friends, his friends are, I think, are, are a bit tasty from his neck of the woods. So <laughs> I reckon that he could cause some, some real trouble or he could stir up a few... Uh, few funny conversations as well. I, I don't think I've ever he's... heard him speak either, so no. that'll be interesting. He's well, I mean, he's also someone that divides opinion. And, yeah. uh, and obviously those kind of people usually go down quite well on reality shows. Exactly. You know, is he going to be snaking people in the house? Or what, Probably. What's the kind of, yeah. you know, what, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you're an Arsenal fan. What, what's yeah. your view on Samir Nasri? Uh, you know what? I really liked him. He was like one of those little people who used to run around and like, if he, if he, if he wasn't going his way, he'd be tapping ankles, he'd be clip, he'd be scraping, he'd be pinching, people, he'd be stepping on people's toes. He was technically sensational yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just when he wanted to turn up he'd turn it on and when he didn't want to turn up which was a lot of the time totally. and he just couldn't be asked he's going do you know what lads like, this ain't for me you're gonna have to do my running for me like 
I can't imagine that like, hanging around with him in training. But I really liked him. Um, Even when he left? No, when he left, it was like... <laughs> that was the end of days. But do you know what I mean? Uh, you, you got, but then it got to the point at Arsenal at that time when you're going, can you even blame the players for leaving? Because the fans are going, right, when are we going to sign someone half decent? Yeah. No, no, not this transfer window. Oh, we haven't got any money again. Oh, no, right, it's all tied up in Highbury. But yet we sold all the flats. And then the players are going, am I really going to be carrying this team? And then you yeah. got, right, okay, cool, we've got like three decent players. Right, who else, who else can we bring yeah. in? No, one is going to leave. Right, cool. Oh, we've got one world-class player. Not for long. Oh, we'll make him a captain. So, like, I, you know, when, when he went to City, you're going, you're going, do you know what? Like, they're, they're, they're moving up in the world. They're, they actually have some ambition. Like, Arsenal had no ambition. I feel like we've had no ambition since, like, 2007. So justified, really, for the trophy hall as well for Nasri after, after oh, he left. Like, it doesn't, doesn't stop you, like... Disliking him. Disliking him. Like, I had that with Ashley Cole. Like, when everyone was like, oh, Bergkamp on re-shirts. Like, I fully had, like, the Ashley Cole free shirt. Like, every single, like, home, away, third kit, like, training kit. I go down and, like, get go to Asda and find, like, the little iron-on patches and iron-on a number three. Like, genuinely, like, Ashley Cole <laughs> yeah, was, like, yeah, my yeah. absolute hero. So when he left for Chelsea, like, and that was, like, that was when I realised that supporting Arsenal wasn't going to be all fun and rosy games. and fun and games <laughs> yeah. like the first 10 years of my life. But... <laughs> Like, I forgave him. It took me 10 years, but I did forgive him, yeah. So, like, with Nasri, it was, it was like, I didn't love him that much to, to really hold a grudge, but you see him do well, and you're like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> you like him enough to watch him on TV? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, and I'm interested enough to watch him on TV, yeah. Fair enough. I think he, them stories he'd have were justified. But on the, on the Cole thing, I was just thinking, it, it takes a special kind of player to want to make a young kid want to be a left-back. Because mm. no one ever wants to be a yeah, left back, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I mean, also I had no technical ability and I wouldn't be able to play <laughs> centre mid or up top. It was either left back or in goal. And I said, you know what, Jens Lehmann, <laughs> David Seymour, <laughs> I, I don't really aspire to be you. So Ashley Cole, it is fair dues, fair dues. Well, who's in at number two? Man? Number two, Ben Mendy, oh, big Benjamin know, Mendy, like, like the man with more memes than goals or <laughs> games, all like, games, all <laughs> games. Like football. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's one of them. He's one of those players that. I think you could put in any, like, in, in any changing room and he'd be the main man. I think, yeah. How can you lose when you've got someone like that in changing room? I seen him, at one point he was like hobbling. I thought he'd done his ACL and he's sprinting. On the Next time I see, I see him at Manchester, then I saw him at the Super Bowl. I'm like, he's in Minnesota and he's like got his shirt off. And I'm like, I'm pretty, I think he's being chased by about 30 Man City physios. Like, <laughs> you're like what are you doing? I, I remember they, him they running off the bench. A, they thought he was a pitch invader, didn't they? Until they realised actually, no, it's just, it's actually one of our own players. Because yeah. he's not supposed to be running because you're right, he's just torn his ACL. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Like that, wasn't and it? He's, he's like, one minute, also, like, I think he, he permanently lives on crutches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it isn't, they're nowhere to be seen in his Instagram stories. He also, so I don't know what's going on here. He never, he, he didn't play any games last year and managed to win absolutely like, everything in football, yeah. which is like one mm. of the most amazing achievements yeah. ever he, he could retire yeah. now and he'd yeah, have such I a haul he's gonna be one of them players that you look at his wikipedia and like in 10 years he'd be like wow he must have been an absolute sensation <laughs> that game zero <laughs> trophies 25 like <laughs> what's going on here transfer for 50 do million remember, yeah. do you remember pinto from from barcelona he was, oh, yeah. Yeah. God, he was yeah. there in the second reserve gold and he was basically just there because he yeah. was messi's best mate and messi loved him and he was like you don't sell is that pinto. what it was yeah he's yeah, like yeah. you don't sell pinto because he's my boy <laughs> and i look yeah and so basically he played in all the like Irrelevant cup games and That's won it. like everything in the game, and then he was just there, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just if, he makes him, if he makes Messi happy, imagine yeah, yeah, scoring absolutely. more goals than most football teams combined. Mate, he stays, he stays, and he's on a big wage as well. <laughs> <laughs> Second top earner, yeah, exactly. The, the well, Ben Mendy is, is a good one because 
I imagine he, you know, like you say, he could go into any changing room. He could also just wander into any reality show, right? He, he could go, he could go on all of the, you know, Ben Mendy yeah. dancing on ice. Oh, uh, he's yeah. uh, he's having a great. Not with those crutches, come... mate. Not with those crutches. You know what? But you know what? It's tr- funny for the for TV. Those crutches would disappear. <laughs> Absolutely. That now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Love Island. How do you think he did? I mean, just in case people don't know, by the way, tell them what Love Island was, and okay. then say uh, whether you think Ben Mendy would have fitted in right. Love Island. Love Island. Let me give you like a real quick breakdown of Love Island. It's like eight boys eight girls you start week one and the aim of the game is to be in a couple right and so what they'll do is they'll like they'll make the numbers odd so they'll be like five girls uh six boys and anyone who's left uncoupled not in a romantic couple um at the end of the week there's a vote and the public will say right we think that this person needs to go this person needs to recouple at the end of the eight weeks where like i think 50 people kind of came and went uh, the most compatible couples voted on, but voted for by the British public, and therefore, you know, they uh, they basically win a fifty grand prize and also endless life of happiness with their partner. That's a it's a nice yeah ish. apparently yeah. is that in the terms of conditions though, yeah. allegedly it's yeah. in the contract. <laughs> but you know, Ben Mendy in yeah, that so situation, Ben Mendy. Listen, rumors are girls like funny guys. Rumours. It's never worth me. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, if I understood, I probably wouldn't be in the situation I'm in. But um, yeah, so I think I think you do real well. I think a the public would love him. I think the public love him anyway. Like I think no one, even United fans, like Liverpool fans, people are supposed to like vehemently hate players from their rival teams. They all love him. They all follow him on Instagram. They all think he's super cool. So if you can if you can get the public to love you, you can definitely get at least one romantic interest to, to like you enough to stay with you for eight weeks. I think he'd do real well. What would be really annoying, though, if you were on Love Island and you were coupled up with a girl you really liked and then Ben Mendy came and thought, Terrible. I fancy a bit of that, because you're like, yeah. but I quite I don't want to not be mates with him. Yeah, I I like him he'd hobble over with his crutches and then as soon as you're on a date, he'd be like surfing. He'd be like, hang on a minute. Like, I've, been, I've been at it. The sympathy vote yeah, exactly. in. I get it. Josh, well, you're, obviously, while you are on Love Island this summer, or last yes. summer, um, Ben Mendy was playing in the World Cup. Yeah, so you weren't really able to see much of the World Cup. Unfortunately, no, I got, I, I was, I was lied to. I was deceived. Oh, interesting. I was deceived because there was a, there was a plan pre, pre the Love Island talk. Um, well, yeah. So, f- for the people who don't know, like you have no access to the outside world. It's like, it's like Big Brother, right? But for couples, um, and you get no TV, no watch, no phone, no messages, no letters, no pigeon mail, like nothing. Like you don't know anything that's going on outside of this villa in Spain. So. I assumed, right, ITV, who, who who broadcast it, they also had the rights for the World Cup. So I'm thinking, at least they'll make a thing, like World Cup year, we'll all sit down in front of the uh, in front of the telly, they'll film the reactions, like, we'll get to watch every England game. Great. Absolutely not. But then again, I also thought, if I'm going to go do this, and then I didn't have the chance to watch it, like, we've got, like, the worst England squad that we're taking <laughs> to, a World, to a World Cup in, like, 20 years. I'm like, right, come on. Like, everyone's about 16. Like, they're all, they're all like, not even starting for their clubs. Like, not going to miss anything. Yeah, we're not going to miss anything. We've got, like, Rashford and Vardy. We're, like, pinning our hopes on, like, who else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, little did I know. <laughs> Eight weeks Southgate, later, absolutely. like football's come home and left, and <laughs> Southgate's waistcoat is like the being bestseller on every single site. But how weird was that when you came out and you found out that England was suddenly like one of the best teams in the world? Oh, you know what it was. Like, we, I had hope, but in, when when you're in the when you're in the villa, like, you 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 got nothing really to do apart from make friends. So, and some of the a lot of boys didn't really like football, so 
you know, you'd have some football chat with some of the boys, but otherwise they weren't really like football fans. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, what do you think's going on? Like, and I'm trying well, to remember who's like, don't care. Yeah, right. I, I was trying to remember like who's in our group, and I'm making up. I'm like, it's like Costa Rica, Panama. I'm like, no, it's not just all the South American, Central <laughs> American teams. I'm like, so. I'd walk around the villa like literally in the shower like singing football's coming home like for banter like yeah. thinking obviously we've been knocked out like in the first in the knockout stage yeah, in the group. yeah we probably come third in the group after like a boring 1-1 draw with Panama like yeah it's terrible so I'm like bantering myself and then uh, at one point like, there's a cameraman who's like hidden away in the wall and like it must have been about four weeks in so quarter final time I guess and then he's like he starts chuckling and I'm thinking hang on a minute What's happening here? And then I've bothered and bothered and bothered all the producers until at one point, somebody, Alex, I think Alexandra, who was on the show, came in and I was like, listen, like, if England is still in the World Cup, stay lying down. Because you're not allowed to know anything from the outside. If England, if, if England are out, jump up. Right, and then I can have, I can be done with this. I can, I can just know. And she like stayed lying down, and I was running around screaming. Like, <laughs> up. Like, oh my god! I didn't even know what stage it was. It was like I just knew if we were still in it after like three and a half weeks of the World Cup starting. I'm just, Going all right. it, we're going all right exactly so um and after that the day after the semi-final we found out the producers came in and sat all the boys down and went listen england aren't in the world cup final but we did reach the semis and then we just we, it was like a bit of a weird feeling that you're like should i be happy i've not seen any of it like, i've missed it so i'm kind yeah. of annoyed like should should i be annoyed we didn't get to the final like we couldn't beat croatia like what do you mean but you don't know that like, croatia well like, obviously well good one of the teams in the tournament. So. Yeah, yeah. Did I mean? Did you try and like bribe producers? Like, obviously, like they're like, I'll give you a backhand every we get out of this. Single so. day, all the runners. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, name names. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to name names. But every you don't ever see the the, the runners from the show um, every lunchtime. So they come in and bring you food, like literally on a tray, and then leave. So I'd be like, every single day, I'd be like, listen, what is going on in the World Cup? Like, tell me, please. <laughs> like, I beg you. And they were like, no, can't say, can't say, can't say. But I, we are so often. We bothered them so much. It used to get like a tiny little smidgen of information. I can't believe they wouldn't just give you a hand signal or something. Or and listen, not- I was so upset. And some of the boys who came in, obviously who'd like, been watching the World Cup, who like obviously believe football was coming home. <laughs> I'd ask, I'm like, listen, how are England? And they'd be like, can't say. I'm like, I'm like oh, you traitor. Yeah. <laughs> you betrayed the country. Hate your country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hates football. Like, they wouldn't tell, I'm like, if, I, if I'd come into the villa like, and no one had any You're information. You're not going to out for saying that, right? No. Also, yeah. they've got to spend like, all their time with Harry you. Harry like. Maguire's head is the biggest thing in the world. And yeah. You can't lose a head. Like, but also, I imagine, love Harry imagine right? the, 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 the producers wouldn't be like, oh, why did you kick that person out? I'd be like, oh, he told someone about the World and Cup. And what? Do is it accidentally say, well, at least we got to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Oh, oh no, terrible. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say But these boys wouldn't even tell me. And I'm thinking, I hope you're not friends with him anymore. No, absolutely Cut not. Out straight <laughs> away. Absolutely not. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> Dead to me. Well, that's it. Well, I suppose we take it on to, to the number one person. Yeah, big to, shout, to get, yeah. And this is a this is a big call. It's a big call, but it have to be Jay Ling's. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, Jesse Lingard's yeah. your man. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, sometimes for, for me, it's, it's hard to like a United player. Yeah, especially like a real loud, just in your face United player who's been like doing all kinds of yeah dancing on ice. Britain's got talent on the Emirates pitch. Like it ain't. It ain't nice. He's already doing reality <laughs> he shows. Is just doing that reality. The he is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm. I'm upset yeah. that I had to say Jaylings, but like Jesse is. It's a funny guy, and I think you need characters in football. Like football's so boring. Like it's hard. To, you know, you think like top three players who would who would be who would have their own reality TV show or would be on could be good on reality TV. Like, it's a, it's a short list. It's a yeah. short list. Yeah, yeah, everyone's so coached, right? In, in terms of so how coached. they speak, like, and how many times are you watching? Like, am I really going to bother to watch what 
don't know, some any standard insert name footballer yeah, from exactly. whatever club, like their post game interview. No, no. Like, if I follow him, to be fair, Lingard's not very good at interviews after the no, game. No, yeah, he can't be. Closes up. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm. But like, if, if you if you put people, if, you, if people are bored, they entertain themselves, and then a real personality comes out. So, no, nah, he's he's a super funny guy, and he's he's entertaining. Like, he doesn't care really what people think. He's like, he's just about keeping himself happy, making the fans happy. Like, and I, I think he's a, I think he's a funny dude. A lot, I know a lot of people hate him, but. If you made it a Lingard Rashford duo, if they had their own show together, that would be quite special, I think. But Rashford's quite quiet. No, but, I was together, no, say but together it is. as a, they're obviously really good friends. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. They bring they bring something out of each other. I'd love to see them take on take on the world as a duo and see what happens. Like, I think that would be great TV. What Lings and Rashi versus the world? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a film waiting to happen, isn't where, it? Like, where are you going to send them? Uh, I don't. I know. reckon you send them to like deep dark Beijing. Yeah, like, and just North Korea. Yeah, North that, Korea. And just <laughs> get them in deep. Yeah, have them as our like political. Advise. <laughs> get them on Brexit. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say send them to the EU. Serious, Dance our way out of Europe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is Jesse. Yeah, always comes across as someone who like loves being the center of attention, yeah. being the entertainment factor. Is there a kind of thing? I mean, I suppose speaking from experience as well, that where someone is trying to be the center of attention too much, and you're like, all right, relax. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, you don't need to be the focus all the time. And did that happen? I suppose in the villa at all. Yes. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, there are some people who, who, are, who are natural performers. Yeah. Some people who are like who, who can't turn it off. But then again, there are some people who turn it on when they need to turn. Mm-hmm. The camera comes out and it's like suddenly they're the funniest person. It's like if you get you know you, you bring like say like a, a girl that you're seeing or, or a new girl around your mates, and suddenly they all turn into comedians. They never <laughs> said one funny thing in their life before that moment. But yeah, like that's that is that is sometimes what it's like. And you're like, yeah, maybe that's what Sam does. I've never seen him What when we go off the mic? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, like too fair on Love Island. Like, you're friends with everybody, but you're also in direct competition. So someone will come into like so how it works is right. You'll be coupled up, and everyone be super happy and guess what they'll throw a bombshell in and it's like some guy that you know they used to you know be going out with three years ago that they're still in love with and you're like oh wicked yeah cool and like as soon as they start telling jokes you're like trying not to laugh you're like no not funny not funny (laughs) terrible awful jokes yeah so like it is you're you're in direct competition with people but no, I got on well. With, it's weird. I'd like to have like a big story, but I did kind of get on well yeah, with yeah. And I, there wasn't anyone really who was so centre of attention. You're like, shut up, like yeah. for God's sake. You felt like saying it sometimes, but that's usually because you're just yeah, hot, hot and bothered. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Hungry. I can you imagine Jesse Lingard though around a pool all summer, like wow. nothing else to do. Great but, like, TV. I, listen, I need some money for this, by the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whoever commissions, you can come this out this and monetize yeah. it as soon as we yeah. come out of this studio. Josh and Jay Links, maybe we'll make, we'll maybe we'll make a duo like that. Well, he's got a, he's got a YouTube channel, yeah. now, hasn't he, Jesse? Right, like, Jesse, holler me now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what Jesse's going to put on his YouTube channel that isn't just. I don't think he has any idea. Surely he's like a thirty-minute selfie video of him just talking rubbish. But people would watch it because it is entertaining. He'll make up raps. He'll make up a yeah. dance. He'll make fun. He's of got someone. a clothing range now. You're in direct competition with Jesse. Maybe you shouldn't Boom. be putting. Maybe you shouldn't basically be going <laughs> yeah. on TV. You've got yeah, that's direct true. clothing lines. Right. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, whoever said Jesse Lingard would be good on TV? Like, idiots. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Sam, have you got anyone to add? I, I know you are a big fan of reality TV, <laughs> and, and I know that you will absolutely um, have an opinion on this, which will no doubt be wrong. 
so, so do you want to start us off with, with who you've got? Sure. Half of that was right. I do have some names. Um, I Look, I've said this before. I've aired this before. I'd love to see Sergio Ramos just to see what makes him tick. Oh. So I just, I want to see as much Sergio Ramos in his natural habitat as possible. Mm. Elite level shit housery. Just because, terrible, yeah, terrible en- entertaining, bit mad, potentially brilliant, definitely explosive. Like, you never know if he's just walking around a house one day and something slightly askew and he just kicks off and puts <laughs> his foot through the wall. Anything could happen with Ramos. Anything can tick him off. So I think that's good value. And along the lines of duos as well, like Jaylings and Rashford, I think Aubameyang and Lacazette, every yeah. single yeah. Instagram video that they produce, is, I think it might be Aubameyang's laugh. Yeah, he, yeah, the, yeah. The cackle that he's got is hilarious. So whether they're... I don't know, wolf whistling Aaron Ramsey, whether they're chanting at Hector Bellerin and making fun of his fashion sense, they're hilarious. And I would like to give them a lot of airtime to appreciate that a bit more. Yeah, I think that's a great shout, to be fair to you. You've, mm. you've, you've done well there. Uh, I, I think that Sergio Ramos would get voted off a reality TV show. Oh, no, it's just and him. Real quick. It's just him. It's just him. It's just, oh, it's just him. Yeah, it's just, it's just him. <laughs> what, you yeah. just put him in a villa on his own. You can, and send, watch in him one, you can send in one victim per day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. He's a looking boy as well. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. I'd like flip it and I'd just get like six different managers, <laughs> stick them in a house together for a summer, and it'd be like Mourinho, Wenger, <gasps> Ferguson, oh, wow. Klopp, throw Sarri in, because I've got no idea what he would be like. <laughs> get, big, get Big Sam in there. Big Sam Allardyce. Yeah. And maybe Alan Pardew as well. Just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just to because. see how much he talks Pint about Pint of wine on the table for Big Sam. Would yeah. you give them... Oh, that's a question, I suppose. Would you give them alcohol? Would you Would you have to yeah, just absolutely. feed them? Absolutely. Feed it in. But yeah. this wasn't allowed on the villa, right? No, like, no. So you, you were allowed... In the villa, you are allowed a maximum of two large glasses of wine a night for four be small right. beers. You down them. No, you're not allowed <laughs> to do it. They come one at a time. Oh, no. And, that, and your night, you know, night is, is probably... From about you don't know, but it's probably from about six till three a.m. So you got two, make like two glasses of wine. There was some mind sweeping that went on. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. people seem like people looked bit... like they were a little bit merry. Yeah, I was never mind sweeping, but some people you could quite clearly tell mm. have been drinking my drinks. Oh. A lot of times you like you like you go drinks are here, and then like someone will come out with like red stained teeth. You're like, have you? Have you? Have just a, what? <laughs> they really had to go at all of them, every yeah, like, single glass, frantically washing up a glass. See, imagine but... Wenger nicking Mourinho's wine or something oh like that. Gosh. That's, yeah, I'm into it. That's what I'm paying for. This I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to get any booze off Sir Alex and also Big Sam. <laughs> 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 right. They've got the monopoly on yeah, it. Yeah, they'd have a corner. To yeah, 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 yeah. Like lads, we will dish out. Transfer deadline day on the wines and the beers. We're <laughs> chatting about the old days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a it's a good show. I mean, I suppose it's a bit like the Champions, right? Josh, we have a see animated series on VR Football called The Champions okay. where it's basically what would happen if 50 of the world's best superstars and their managers all lived in the same house or <laughs> the Champions League gang and it's uh, an exploration of that but yeah. this is pretty much what you're talking about Dean just in a, in a kind of watered down version totally, I suppose yeah. Yeah, well, I think after the break, we will have a look at some of the burning questions in football that you've submitted to us as we take on Bleacher Roulette. Welcome back to BR Football Ranks. My name is Jack Collins. I'm joined by Sam Tsai. Hello. Dean Jones. Yo. And Josh Denzel. What's up? And we're going into Bleacher Roulette. The questions are ready. Dean, do you want to give the wheel a spin and we'll see where we go? Let's go. Rank these three on who will have the best career. Vinicius <laughs> Jr., Callum Hudson-Odoi, Jaden Sancho. That's from Ease Breezy on Instagram. Okay, Vinicius, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Jaden Sancho. I'm going in third, Callum Hudson-Odoi. He's going to be sat on the bench at Chelsea for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Second, Jaden Sancho, and first, Vinicius Junior, because Vinicius Junior is serious, serious footballer. Like the amount of game time he's already getting at Real Madrid. Gareth Bale's sitting on the bench a lot of the time because he actually doesn't deserve to have that place on the left wing. Uh, doesn't really deserve any place at Real Madrid at the moment. But Vinicius is just like, he he kind of hangs out wide and then he'll just suddenly come into play and doing his bits and coming inside. He'll take people on. He'll win penalties, but not diving. He's actually winning penalties because people don't know how to cope with him. He's trying ridiculous shots. He's scoring nice goals. He's part of that Real Madrid team now and he's going to stay part of that Real Madrid team for a long time. Listen, Jaden uh, Sancho, obviously doing great at Dortmund and made the right decision to leave Man City and as I say Hudson-Odoi who knows what's going to happen with him Alright, Sammy? Hudson-Odoi in third I agree, there's too, there's too many questions about that for, for me to really rank them above two, two talents who already play first team football for two of the best teams in Europe and are already exhibiting world class potential I'll swap Sancho up top for, yeah, for, yeah. for Vinicius, I'll yeah. take Sancho in first yeah, absolutely they're basically the same age and Sancho is further along in that development track already what he does on the pitch is ludicrous I still find myself I still find pinching myself that he's English like this is amazing that we've got a player like that who will have the best career like Vinicius Junior is going to win the Champions League he's going to win La Liga like Jadon Sancho might not win anything. Well, it depends. Depends where he moves. Uh, we're talking ten years. We don't know. But on on talent on talent alone, I go Sancho top, and I reckon talent will be recognised and it will carry himself to trophies. We'll come back in Jadon Sancho so. is going to win the Nations League this summer, and Vinicius Junior can never win the Nations <laughs> League. So therefore, his career is immediately put on yeah. top of it. But at this point, Josh, what are you, what are you saying? Yeah, I think Callum number three. Uh, Jadon Sancho has got to be top top because he's you see him every week. Every single week, it's like goal or deliver. assist, yeah. and not only that, like it's not like all right, cool, he's he's just squaring it, and it's, 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 he's running through teams mm. in the Bundesliga, like straight up running through entire teams, making it look like he's playing in school football, <laughs> and he's so young, like, and I like the fact that he's gone out there and he's he's got no real pressure on him. Yeah. Like, the, the, like he he could have gone out there and flopped and come back and been like, well, I know young English talent. Go, right? sweet. He changed the game to be. He's, he's cut players. himself a new path, right? And and that path is now open for other players to follow. And and yeah. doing that is is massively impressive. Someone needs to sign all three of them basically and to see what oh, see how they all sure. come together. <laughs> but like, how much is he? How much is he worth? Now? How much Jadon Sancho worth now? Oh, 60, 60 70, mil, 80 yeah. million off the back of at like least half a season. Yeah. Really? I think also there's a pre- there's already a premium on young English talent, yeah. uh, and I think that if you're talking about Callum Hudson Odoi at 60 million, which is what Bayern were talking about, but Solanke was 20 million, ain't done yeah, anything. Yeah, mad. I mean, there's mad. talk of a bid this week from Manchester United for Ryan Sessegnon, which is 50 million pounds, despite the fact that he's made about 10 Premier League starts. Yeah, uh, hasn't really yeah. done much. It you know, and while he's a player of unbelievable quality, that that's a lot of money on someone that has yeah. no real. And, and Jaden's gone out there and proved it. Yeah. and at, we'll see. At I suppose the top, top level. I suppose what he delivers in the Champions League this this week is where we'll Coming see. Coming back to Wembley, isn't he? Exactly. What would he be like a love at home? It'd be a nightmare. I, just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't like to go head to head with him, to be fair. No, not at all. Josh, do you want to spin the wheel, see what we got? Mourinho and Wenger are out of work uh, and meet for dinner. Where do they go? <laughs> Job Centre would be a good start. Where did they go? To be honest with you, I think if you let Wenger choose anywhere that he can he can do like an Instagram post or something for free some sort of value there he probably you know what Wenger extra would, value yeah, meal Wenger probably go to Aldi buy a load of unwashed you know odd sized vegetables uh, spend about three hours prepping 
uh, and then cook an average dinner. <laughs> That's and Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho would be very upset and probably cause a bit of a ruckus. Mourinho probably end up in Nobu, yeah, so on his own, just drinking wine angrily, just cursing Abramovich. Wenger would just go to the same place he's been for the last ten years. Yeah, you imagine him visiting Pizza Express once a week religiously yeah, uh, at seven thirty-seven p.m. on yeah. a Monday every single week. Yeah, margarita, margarita, with, margarita extra with, no, yeah, with no cheese. Yeah, no cheese. <laughs> I think it depends which hotel Mourinho's staying in, and he just order room service. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, want to see anybody else that might anger. Mourinho needs a happy meal more than anything, doesn't he? So um, <laughs> I think he'd have to go head, head him down to McDonald's and then Wenger could get his extra value meal while he's down there. <laughs> there we are. Slammed it. <laughs> How'd you follow that? I'm, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to get Sam to spin instead. <laughs> Here we go. You have a penalty. You can only do Pogba's or Adorith's one-step run-up. Which do you choose? Oh, this is a good question. So in context there, if you don't know, Aritz Adarith, the Athletic Club Bilbao player, took a penalty and scored a penalty into the bottom corner with literally one step, put one foot next to the ball, one big step back and pretended to be walking back slowly and just slammed it into the corner. There's no way that I would risk that. Absolutely no. zero chance. My balance would be off. I'd hit it with the wrong part of my foot. I'd aim for the right and it goes to the left. The easiest thing to do is take at least 30 steps really dial my mind into that and then just hit it as hard as I can at the end. I think I'd take Pogba, give myself a bit more chance. If I tried Adarith's penalty, it would go four and a half you yards. Five, you must have done it at five aside. Yeah, I was going to say, you, yeah. have to take five, you have to take one step penalties at five aside. Sure, but that only has to go about five yards. So that's about my, about my range limit. You've got to go 12 yards when you're in a real pitch. <laughs> Look, you said the keeper the wrong a, way, it's fine. Against a, against a full-size goalkeeper, like, as in... Full-size? A man. Who are you playing against? This is how Sam... Sam's always like, I'm well good at five-side. We found out the solution. He's actually playing against six-year-olds. The under-eight tournament. I not play against these full-size guys. It's not a full size pitch that's only six foot four to be yeah, yeah it's when Jack's in goal it looks like a half size <laughs> alright fair enough uh, Dean what are you going for um, I love Pogba's penalties so I'm going Pogba all day long could you do that have you got the bottle actually you're quite good at football I'm alright at football yeah but I don't th- I, the problem I'd actually have with that is I'd have way too much time to think about it by the time I got to the ball that's what I admire so much about Pogba he takes all that steps and he's just so focused and still manages to pick his spot so perfectly that is such technique Josh yeah, I'm going with Pogba's like the the 50 step run up because I mean I I changed my mind very very quickly and I, at least I get a lot of time to think. Hang on, <laughs> left, right, up, middle, no, yeah, cool, yeah, and then by the time you get there, you think oh, just just hit it, just smash it down the middle. Yeah, like, no finesse. Like, at least Pogba, at least Pogba does the kind of like 50 step run up and then kind of finesse it into the bottom corner I think I just get there and just lever it and see where it went <laughs> I only have little legs so I think it'll take me about half an hour to do Pogba's run up so I'm going for a Duris I think that I'm you know well practiced at five aside or the one step penalty uh, I'm pretty confident I'll send the keeper the wrong way uh, you know I do that most weeks so it's uh, wow. yeah, you know it's just a big call but I, I'm pretty sure that the one step run up is, is something that I've had way more practice in than I think I would like I'm saying you're saying you change your mind that's a good thing I'd change my mind about four times and definitely missed so I, I think yeah, I'm not saying one, a score no, no, no. the one step at least at least you get the chance of surprising the keeper there's no yeah. way no element of surprise yeah. with the Pogba penalty so I think that's the that Adarith penalty was barely even one step though was it I mean it's like one step back with your kicking leg and then you slap like it's not even one step it it's not bad, even yeah. it's not even the five aside penalty that we're talking about it's something it's a completely different skill I would mess that up yeah, I mean, I think we probably all would. Arisa Duris is a very, very good footballer, yeah, so yeah. I suppose that. Right, let's spin it one last time. If you could trade lives with one player, 
who would it be? This is a good question because it depends, I suppose, how much you want your life to be completely overtaken by the kind of rat race. I think it for me it would be someone like Luke Shaw. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why? You dream of being Luke Shaw. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we're about the same height, about the same build. <laughs> we, uh, we, or or someone a podcast that, playing left back for yeah. Monday That's it. We could swap places and no one would actually know the difference. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think you'd want that kind of level. Or, or cult hero status. Actually, talking of Aritza Duris, he's an absolute legend at Athletic Club. Or someone like Joaquin at Betis, where they're just like afforded legend status to do exactly yeah. what they want. I- I'm going actually Joaquin. That's going to be my answer. You're basically the god of your own club. You part own it. You you run stuff. You play. You're the captain. Everyone loves you. You can bait. You scored from a corner last week. It's all yeah. good. That kind of, and also like you can walk around with pretty much the freedom of Seville. You just do what you want in the mm. green half anyway, <laughs> and everybody loves you. Either Valencia fans love you for your time there. Everyone thinks you're one of the best players ever in La Liga. That's the that's the exact mark I want to hit. I'm going Joaquin Sam probably take Micah Richards <laughs> sorry get my get my four years at the top level win a Premier League title and then sign a huge contract and not do an awful lot for the next three years but fair. still pick up quite a lot of money for not doing an awful lot to be fair it's due to injury problems for Micah but I can't I can't see that he's working particularly hard for that for that 50 odd grand a week that he's getting and that that looks like a bit of me that what, just not doing much and getting paid for it? Yeah. It does sound like what you do. <laughs> it sounds exactly like you. We'll, uh, we'll take that. We'll I'll move take, on. I'll take the marginal pay rise. Yeah. Dean? I'll be Isco. <laughs> Shock horror. <laughs> Dean Jones picks Isco for yeah, another answer. Who saw that coming? We talk about him every podcast. So pretty obvious that if I was to be any footballer, it'd be Isco because... You know, you look like Isco, you play football like Isco, <laughs> live your life like Isco, get to look in the mirror like Isco. I love Isco. Sit on the bench like right. Isco. Yeah. Well, I mean, those two answers are predictable, Josh. I'm going to ask you something probably better than those. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go a bit niche and go like Bradley Wright Phillips at, at New York. Oh, that's interesting. Like, nice. You go from playing League Two, not doing too much, thinking, geez. It's really for me. I'm going to have to be a painter and yeah, decorator. Yeah, so. like, yeah, well, yeah, well, I've got maybe three years. You go to New York and you're like top scorer playing with Thierry Henry. Like you're the king. You can walk around as well. Like you don't get you don't get stopped in the street. Like oh my god, like it's you. Like it's just it, it, you're just Bradley Wright Phillips who's banged in like 99 goals a season for the last <laughs> five seasons in New York. Like but yet you live you, you live the life of a footballer. Like you are the main man. The fans love you, but you can kind of knock about New York rather than. I don't even know where he was Doncaster or yeah where he was kicking about yeah I'm changing mine I agree with him (laughs) we're all going we're all going (laughs) stateside we're going stateside that's the answer fair enough well I think that's pretty much it for Bleacher Roulette we have one last thing to do Sam you going to enlighten us as to what your nonsense rankings are this week (laughs) sure I've ranked uh, the the top three months in the year Wow. I, do you know what? I thought you might do this. Why? How? How on earth yeah. would you think that he might do that? Because last week I was on a train home and I thought that'd be a good thing to do. Hope Sam does it soon. <laughs> He's just done it. I can't believe you're agreeing with him. This is the worst idea I've heard I'm not, in ages. I'm not going to agree <laughs> with this. No, because I think I know what number one's going to be. Right. So I, that's I, why I, I think it came up. Right, let's get on with it. Okay. So in at number three, March. It's my birthday in that month. And that's next month, guys, just so you know. Mark it. <laughs> In the calendars, please. I might have to I don't care. I just want to know why you want your birthday month to be one of the worst months of the year. It, no, best this is best month. He's doing best months of the year. Oh, sorry. Could take it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two is December. Because of Christmas. Because of Christmas. 
<laughs> These are some very basic reasons. <laughs> now, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to elaborate a little bit on, on, on December because it is generally, particularly, particularly in London anyway, um, it's such a happy month. There are so many Christmas parties. Everybody's in good spirits. Everybody just seems to get a bit of a lift because it's the holiday season and you're coming up to Christmas and everyone seems a bit happier. And there are lots of months of the year in England where people are miserable because there aren't many months that the weather is nice and that has a direct effect on people. So even though it's dark and dingy, it's like 5.30 in the sunset. People are happy. People are in the pubs. People are having a laugh because it's Christmas. They've got a big break coming up. Christmas parties all over the place. It's a good month to be in. Right. Keep going. (laughs) And number one is May. Right, because the FA Cup final, Champions League final. Champions League final, FA Cup final, all that stuff. But also, low-key, best weather of the year in May. You always get through May and you think, wow, that was really hot. And we've only got, we've got three months to go of this. You know, June's going to be great. July's going to be great. August. It's You're just nev- talking about last summer. It's, it's <laughs> never, that's, that's never happened. You're just literally just talking about last summer. Last three years it's happened. Because each time I've got to July and gone... Oh, it's a lot colder than I thought it would be. May was actually <laughs> May, 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 was, May, was, May was actually quality. May May is is oh, mate, May is, is awesome. This May has got the best weather in England. I know we call this nonsense rankings, but this is. I actually think we might nonsense. have to delete the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> we might have to delete the entire thing. This might be the end. Josh, you might have witnessed well, the death I, I, of this I'm, podcast. I'm just happy to be part of the last ever podcast. It's cool. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not going to ask you for your top three, Josh, but uh, like, can you? Please knock some sense into them that they're not the best month. No, clearly, December's fine. Clearly, yeah, December's, December's fine because yeah. there's a lot of holidays and people doing a lot of drinking. Stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, otherwise, that's it's, all I it's said cold. To Christmas is expensive. Yeah, yeah I mean, Christmas is an ex- December's an expensive Pressure month. you don't need. You're going to get people the wrong presents. Your missus yeah. is going to be upset. You've got to do a lot of trips to see family you don't really like. <laughs> a lot of miles on the road. I don't do the that. The roads though. are dangerous because of ice. Yeah, it's December's... It's okay. You need to instigate some kind of like ten pound limit secret Santa with your family to make it cheaper. <laughs> he can't do that. He's got his own clothing. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I just honestly, I just package up all the clothing. That I get sent. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> more boo. Really? Yeah. Um, June is obviously the, the best month of the year, clearly, yeah. because it's tournament month. Every time there's a tournament. Yeah, every it's other the, year. The weather, May, no, Champions well, League finals in May every single year. Right, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, but that's one day. That's like an hour and a half yeah. a year. We're talking about a tournament. We're talking about four weeks a year. We're what about, about the off, what about the, the off season where you've got the under twenty ones are okay, but like in the middle, then you're on holiday. Why don't you June, just have a good June time and don't watch football? International yeah. Champions Cup. There we go. And that's a big tournament that we all know about. the best month of the year is August. Let's have no bones about this because August is the time where the football season comes back. Everyone's well excited because you think you're in a club. Yeah, it's still hot. You think your club are going to sign well good players they don't but you don't know that until September so it's fine and and basically the whole thing is you're all excited about the new season before everything goes to pot again and you end up having a rubbish season but in August (laughs) August you're well excited about how good it's going to be and I mean while it never lives up to that that excitement is the best buzz in the world yeah I thought Sam was going to rank the worst three months of the year, and I'd have had number one February, and I was going to say because of the weather, but it would actually be because of this it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> part of the podcast. My birthday has ruined my out. February, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's probably it. Like, we're going like, to have to call it a day, though. I think that's all we've got time for on this week's BR. See you in June. Rank. See you in June, yeah. <laughs> sure. We only do podcasts in months that Sam likes, apparently. Uh, if you've enjoyed it and you're not already, get over to iTunes or Spotify or whichever podcast platform you like, and make sure you're subscribed. We'd love your reviews. We'd love your ratings, all kind of things. 
you can always hit us up on Twitter and make sure you get involved in next week's hot takes poll and submit your questions for roulette, etc., etc. All that's left for me to do is to say thank you very much to Sam Tai. Thank you. Thank you very much to Dean Jones. Cheers, Jack. And thank you to our special guest, Josh Denzel, who's come in and absolutely smashed it on his debut. We'll have awesome. you back, Josh. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'll be I'm looking forward to coming back. I've been Jack Collins. This has been BR Football Ranks. Thank you for being a rank squad. Take care. We'll see you next week.